This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. From the suburban sprawl of New Jersey to the shores of the Delaware River in Eastern PA, this is the Ripple Rant Podcast. Jason is not here this week, so I am your host, Pat McDonald. And I'm Truman, and this is episode 213, Sink the Atlanta. Ah, it's going down, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've all watched the... Uh, Splendid comeback against Atlanta. We will get into that just a little bit. Uh, but first, we actually have not gone over this game yet. Uh, the CCL oh match against uh, Vancouver, where the uh, Red Bulls once again in a playoff scenario fell flat in their face in a 2 nothing loss. Uh, the goals were scored by 16-year-old wonderkind Alfonso Davies and Freddie Montaro. And, of course, Gonzalo Verón uh, lasted all of, <laughs> what, 12 minutes before going down with an injury. Oh, I thought it was like 12 seconds, but you could be right. It could have been 12 minutes. It might have been 12 seconds, you know. (laughs) It was was awfully fast. So uh, going back, trying to erase the memories of Atlanta and everything you're feeling about that, what did you think of the Vancouver loss? It's like another playoff series. It's just like every other playoff series we've watched in the past, uh, I don't know, four playoff series where they score all of one goal in two games. Yet again, uh, it's just, it's constant deja vu in these two game series. I, we had what, uh, one BWP chance that was close and that was it, I believe, you know? So yeah. And then again, uh, terrible. I mean, that was an absolutely dreadful game an absolutely dreadful field. That field was, yeah. It was despicable. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was really awful. No excuse for being inside and being turf, mm-hmm. which probably led to Verone's injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I think Thierry Henry's, thighs were like aching just looking at that game <laughs> yeah so was, yeah yeah it this was, is no surprise this is another playoff loss mm-hmm. yeah it, it certainly doesn't exactly fill anybody with any um you know like good feelings that the you know the playoff bug has finally be uh has been exercised from a team i mean i guess the only silver lining could be all right maybe they got it out here at the beginning of the season uh, and the playoff bid won't bite them again in the uh, Vancouver match. So, or in the uh, playoffs next season, should they make it? Um, so, it's definitely frustrating. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit. We'll, we will talk a little bit more about Verone uh, later in this episode. Uh, but yeah, I guess bad game. Days later, so the less said about it, the better. Yeah, let's game. move on. I, 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 I don't want to get rid of all the good feelings that we had from uh, yes. Sunday. Exactly. So, obviously, the good feelings were the uh, Red Bulls went down to Atlanta for Atlanta's inaugural match in Major League Soccer. Came away with a 2-1 win despite some early struggles. Uh, your goals were from uh, Daniel Royer and uh, an own goal, which was kind of the result of, uh, you know, Mike Grella being Grelladino, uh, Mike, uh, Kamar Lawrence was across, and BWP just being where he was. Uh, 55,000 uh, fans in Atlanta. It's a good sign for the league. And um, in terms of predictions, we were all wrong. So Whew, uh, That's okay. That's all right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so Totally super fine with that. Exactly. So uh, I guess we'll start out. Uh, what did you dislike about this match? Uh, 
I think the only thing I'm going to really dislike besides the way the goal uh, was given up in the first half, uh, letting a player be completely unmarked, I mean completely, was that they did give up a lot of chances to this team, and Robles had to make two absolutely stunning saves, uh, one in each half. First of all, that save point blank with the uh, extended left hand was unbelievable. And then uh, really just being in a perfect spot on the second big save in the second half when they had that clear break and they tried chipping it over him and he just leapt over and got it. So, I mean, that was really absolutely, I mean, do you think Robles knows when another player's offside and then he can just focus on the guy with the ball? Or you're, do you think he's just like, fuck it, the guy's got the ball, I'm just going to stare at him and if he passes, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he just, he played it, he played it absolutely perfectly. Uh, so thank God for that because they could have definitely given up a couple more goals. So yeah, just Atlanta showed youth and speed and Red Bulls were pretty close to getting burned on a few of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I missed a good portion of the first half because I was, uh, doing some work, unfortunately, after going to a professional wrestling event with my friend here, Truman. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I'm going to go, so I'm going to go a little, I mean, I'm really, I mostly saw the, the second half, which was, uh, good. Um, but my dislike is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to basically say Atlanta fans, you had a great, you had a great show. Don't be like NYCFC, you know, <laughs> you know, in terms of the youth movement, the fans are showing their youth there as well. Uh, there was a late in the game. They were disappointed and a cup comes flying on the scene. And, uh, of course there's also the reports of them, uh, using the, uh, the, uh, I mean, I think our, our fans can handle the word, the Puto chance uh on the goal kicks so i mean things like that it's great that you showed up for the game but you know just uh let's dial it back a little bit you know what, ha what happened to southern hospitality exactly exactly there's a whole song about it i mean their players are stepping kind of stepping on felipe yeah like you said throwing cups of beer come on guys yeah come you're better than that can. you're better than nycfc fans yeah, well, we'll talk about them later. Uh, <laughs> so what did you like about this one? I love the second goal, and I don't care that it was an own goal. I think that was an absolutely beautiful setup. Uh, Royer put the pass to Gorilla, and Gorilla, good God, with that, mm -hmm. that flick to Taxi. Taxi almost trips and falls over, <laughs> almost trips, and then puts the ball, I mean, to BWP. Honestly, I think if the defender doesn't touch it, that probably does go out of bounds. So maybe thank the stars that he did deflect it in. But the setup on that play was absolutely wonderful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of along with that, I mean, I just liked the difference that Grello made in that match. I mean, he, as soon as he entered that game, he was became like the, the one player who was not afraid to take guys on. He was making plays. Then obviously he had the non-assist uh, because it was an own goal uh, on that goal, it was just an absolute. He was still a game changer, and it's it's. It almost seems like every year we try to write him off, and then he does something early to just completely put himself right back into the conversation for minutes. Um, you know, you almost have to wonder, like, is Verone now looking over his shoulder once again because here's a guy who came in and made such a tremendous difference. Uh, and I, I think what you saw, again, was uh, Gorilla coming in as a sub against a team and a bunch of players who's never seen him before. So maybe that helps. Maybe it's, you know, it's a young team, uh, unprepared for a guy like that. And 
Yeah, he did. He made an absolute world of difference in that game. Uh, he was subbed in at the right time. Uh, really making two good, you know, Etienne coming in early too. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't see that uh, 84th minute substitution. <laughs> Luckily, they got the guys in. They mm-hmm. clearly had a change of plans. Um, being down a goal, that you know, they changed things up. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see. And, and good God, I mean, did Royer deserve that goal or what? How many chances did he have in that game? Yeah, and it was. Such it seems to be that's his thing. It, was it really was. I mean, he's had. Even in the yeah, the CCL matches, he had chance after chance. Uh, at the end of last season, he had chances that were saved off the crossbar, blah, blah, blah. And that's got to be the burden off of his shoulders uh, to get him started in the first game of the season. Mm, absolutely. Um, and by the way, minor uh, secondary like to uh, Luis Robles for giving everybody a quote they can, uh, they can save her for the week with, Alex, now's not the time. <laughs> Uh, I hope Luis isn't too embarrassed about that being caught now being broadcast everywhere <laughs> in the uh, Twitter sphere, shall we say. I think when Jay comes back, his job is uh, to just cut out that audio for this show. I think that's that's his future yeah, job. I think, I think that is a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good idea. So uh, I guess before we move on to the preview, we're not going to take any breaks because we don't have a, uh, a guest. And we're also not a real radio show. So uh, That's right. Keep- we're going to keep plowing through here. Uh, this past week, I actually was uh, extremely busy on the roster movement department um, for, you know, the first week of the season. Um, some of the big news is uh, Gideon Ba is out for the season, uh, leaving only <laughs> Colin, Perronel, Long, and Adam on the, on the roster. Uh, basically, it clears an international roster spot, which I'm sure we will be getting to in a few seconds. Uh, and Red Bull's... Have time to replace him by May 8th with a player who's worth up to $250,000 or less uh, without getting a cap hit to replace him. So um, it's unfortunate for Ba. Well, we'll see. He's apparently his injury problems in the past. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, I would say uh, serious injury since we didn't even get, he didn't even get a game in and he's out for the year. He didn't even yeah. play. And yeah, he didn't I mean, play I, last year. I mean, I kind of almost wonder if they're going to cut him because, I mean, apparently he was jogging like a week ago at, at, at uh, you know, at practice. And, I mean, does he really need says, seven more months to heal if he was jogging last week? Uh, it's so unbelievable. I kind of almost wonder. I kind of wonder. If, I mean, he could play in Red Bull 2 this season. That That is still an option, apparently. Um, but, you know, will he want to do that? That is another question. Um I guess the next sort of big news is that uh, Fred, Frederick uh, Gobranson, or as uh, in Iowa Pekingese, would be like Friedrich Gobrudenbaum. Uh, he is <laughs> reportedly on his way and will be here uh, March 10th. <laughs> so uh, he will be here tomorrow, uh, and apparently he is going to start his loan with an option. Apparently, if he's not enjoying his time here in New York, he can go back to Austria in the summer. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about Gobranson coming and finally Which- seeming to be confirmed? I, th- I think it's a weird move, uh, and this is the only reason why. So he has the option to go back in the summer transfer window, but as we know in Major League Soccer, it takes like a season for any foreigner to come here and learn the game. A guy who didn't grow up in MLS and they come from Europe or wherever. Yeah, We've seen it with Thierry Henry, with Cahill, with, with BWP, with every single player that comes to Major League Soccer. It takes half a season. So what's going to happen when he goes half a season and he hasn't quite fit in? He's just going to go right back and then it's, it was completely wasted? Why couldn't we wait for uh, – why can't he just stay for the full season? I don't get it. 
Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it all comes down to playing time. Like, apparently, his coach in Austria couldn't guarantee it. Apparently, uh, Jesse Marsh has been. This is, I mean, this is all coming from Gobranson himself. Uh, Jesse Marsh has been gushing over how he wants to use him. So, uh, I guess, uh, what does this mean for Gonzalo Verón when he's healthy? I mean, does that mean, you know, like, he's like, you had a game and a half, you got hurt, you're done? <laughs> like, I guess so. You know? Um, you know, he's really upset. Brandon Allen, he's like, ah, damn. He's like, ah, son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, back to Montclair for me. I guess I'll go light up uh, USL 2 again. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I guess Branson goes right into Verone. Uh, Gonzalo Verone still has no timetable as to when he'll be back. He will be missing uh, this Saturday per Ernesto Mata of uh, uh, Red Bull Radio on Espanol. Um, it does sound like it's not super serious. He will be back sooner than later. But I guess my guess is after last year, they're going to take their sweet time with him. Yeah. I'll say it. Turf monster. That's all. I mean, come on. No other explanation. So uh, then some minor transfer news. Uh, we went from having all the gold capers in the world to now just having two. Uh, both uh, Merle and Diaz have been released and are likely headed to Red Bull 2. Uh, Mara is the only backup. And Tyler Adams is back with the team after winning the U-20 championship, which qualifies the U.S. for the U-20 World Cup this summer. Any thoughts on those? Tyler Adams, who we thought uh, people were trying to say was almost done for the year or is almost done for one day. And then as soon as they said it, he immediately goes plays in a tournament. <laughs> he's like healthy the next day. He's like, nah, he's fine. No, don't worry about that end of the season thing. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. How long? So uh, he, oh, sorry, go for it. No, I was just going to say he's he's definitely going to be welcomed back for sure. Yeah, yeah. How long until how many goals in uh, or how many games can Sean Davis not score in before people start calling for Tyler Adams to play for Sean Davis? Oh boy. Well, I mean, if you were on Twitter during the game at all, there was a couple people already calling for his head on my timeline. He's useless. He's not adding anything. <laughs> Uh, so there, there was definitely a lot of that. So I'm going to say two more games before <laughs> the complete explosion of hatred begins. <laughs> oh, I love the Twitter sphere. It's such a happy place. And, you know, honestly, uh, with this team, it's not a big uh, midfield scoring machine. If, if you know, I mean, like Sasha scores and Grella, but Grella's always been kind of a forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know that's really his natural position so i don't really lump him in with the other midfielders mm -hmm. um where they were just playing with the one forward so i mean what do you what do you gonna expect yeah. them just just don't fuck up and control the ball yeah i mean especially now you know? have the two especially now that they have the two forward system it's kind of like you know you definitely want to see the bulk of the goals coming from the next guys anyway so it's kind of like right you know i say give him time he did get player man of the match from uh fox sports uh so you know, obviously they see something in the kid. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I thought that was just their index guy because they were tracking him all game. And they're like, oh, look at this, what he did. Yay. Maybe he's the, the Audi index. I don't know. Man. Yeah, he, he was. The... <laughs> <laughs> see, when you don't listen, what you got to do is record the game and then watch it later like I did. See, I watched the game live, came home, uh, gave it like a day, watched again. Yeah, there you go. Maybe I'll do that next time. Then you get all the, see, then you get all the interesting input. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're looking ahead. Uh, 
this weekend at 4 p.m. at Red Bull Arena, at Balmy Red Bull Arena on Saturday, of course. Yeah. Uh, should be a uh, wonderful tropical 28 degrees. Uh, which is Can't wait. In March. Uh, the New York Rebels face the Colorado Rapids. The match will be on Unimas. Uh, Unimas! There you go. And uh, last year, if you recall, the uh, the Rapids won their 2016 contest for the Red Bulls 2-1 in the snow in Denver. Um, this year, they won their opener 1-0 against New England. Some uh, player news from then. Uh, their DP... I'm going to J this. Kelsen Gashi uh, and Tim Howard, they are both day-to-day. It looks like Tim may play, but Gashi still doesn't seem so uh, close. So uh, with all that wonderful information, uh, what do you think will happen this Saturday in Rumble Arena against the Rapids? My first question is, are we sure this game is being played in New Jersey and not actually in Colorado? <laughs> Uh, I think it, yeah, I think it might be in Colorado. <laughs> so uh, I got my ticket last minute from a, a, an, a another ESC member who is uh, snowboarding. It's snowboarding season, so he won't make the game. So he gave me the ticket, but I'm going to feel like I'm prepping to go snowboarding when I go to the game because I am going to be a giant jacket, long johns, gloves. I'm going to wear snowboarding goggles. Like I don't even want my face to get cold. It'd be absolutely miserable. That being said... I like the team's chances. I know Colorado's good. I know they don't give up a lot of goals, but they also don't score a lot of goals. They're coming to Red Bull Arena. I think the team, they have to be feeling good uh, winning on Sunday, albeit against an expansion team. I really don't care who they beat. Uh, Royer getting that goal. A BWP scoring uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, So we don't have to wait for him to actually score. He's already got a goal at the stadium. Mm-hmm. I like it. I really like their chances. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win 2-1 because it's going to be fucking freezing outside. Um, like you said, I don't know, I don't know what expect, to expect with the crowd. I really don't. It, it could be – I'm not going to say it's CCL small, um, yeah. but it'll definitely be, I would say, about half full. It's, it's going to suck. At least it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I guess that's a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh boy, I don't know. I, I'm not looking forward to standing out there for 90 plus minutes. Um, yeah, I think BWP is going to score again. I really do. I think he's going to score to start his MLS season scoring off. And I, I don't. Know, I just like their chances in this game. Yeah. Well, I will say this much about uh, four o'clock: because that 28 degrees at four o'clock is still pretty freaking cold. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, ask everybody uh, who went to Red Bull Arena for the women's game last week. Yeah. Exactly. So um, my, my one complaint about this game is why couldn't the soccer guys have given us 28 degrees when like Houston or Los Angeles was going to be in time? Why do they have to give us the one team that's going to be like, oh, this is summer weather, you know? Yeah, we just did this. We just did this last weekend. Yeah. Like that's the one thing that bums me out. Um, yeah, but I, I agree with you. I think they're going to win. Uh, you know, they definitely – um, they looked, I mean, they didn't look so great the first half, but they did certainly seem to pick it up in the second half, uh, last week against Atlanta. Um, you know, I think, I do think it'll be tight because that is how Colorado plays. Um, but I think, uh, you know, for one thing, I think it could very well be a very active game because nobody's going to want to slow down and realize how cold it is. Uh, That's, true. Thing. That's true. Very true. 
I think this could be a very fast-paced, uh, very a fast-paced match. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with a two-one win. Um, I'm not going to attempt to get ahead in the Red Bull Rand standings uh, this season, uh, this early in the season. Um, you know, I think they'll they'll pull it out because, hey, that's my. Uh, I think they'll uh, they'll be happy to be playing in front of a home crowd. That's for sure. So, oh, yeah. You know, it half full, but what are they going to do? But uh, yeah, I think they'll be fired up. I mean, I'm sure the supporters of the South Ward will be full. You know, that's going to be full for sure. We don't, oh, sure. none of those sections care about uh, the weather. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, not in the least. They're, they're there, rain or shine, 28 degrees or whatnot. So, yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, anything else about that game before we move on? Uh,. No, uh, except for, I guess, perhaps look for me and Daniel Fierenstein uh, chatting on Facebook Live before the game. Um, that may or may not happen. So, uh, well, he'll definitely be Facebook doing Facebook Live. I may join him. So, yeah. if you got nothing better to do, uh, check out one of our Facebook feeds for that. Yeah. And I think I might be there somewhere, too. So, But I don't know where yet. Um, oh, okay. You're going, huh? You're going you're gonna to bear the, the elements, too, huh? I'm gonna bear the elements. Uh, I'll probably wear my uh, Jane hat from uh, from Serenity and Firefly, and uh, wrap myself up in a big blue parka and uh, gloves <laughs> and my soccer scarf for sure. Uh, oh yeah! If ever there's a time to get a new soccer scarf, it's this weekend. Yeah, for yeah, sure. This is, this is the weekend we finally get to use them, and you know, it's, they're not just sucking up sweat. Um, all right, so on to the dumping ground. A couple of things I got listed here. Uh, first off, the U.S. women lost the She Believes Cup with a win against Germany, but a loss against both England and France. Uh, the one against France uh, being particularly brutal, 3 nothing. Um, any thoughts about that? Is it time to send, uh, send Jill Ellis to the resort with Jurgen Klinsmann? <laughs> I, I mean, it would probably be better than playing at Red Bull Arena last weekend, but I don't know. I, th these games, I mean, you got a couple new players coming in. It it's just glorified exhibition. Do you really? Yeah. Does it really matter? I don't think it really matters. I think fans are just happy to come out and see the players, and that that's it. I, I don't. I mean, come on, they invented this tournament. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was it invented. I don't know uh, a few months ago tournament. So not. I'm so not worried about results. And let's face it, no one ever wants to play in RFK, and they had to play there, so that just brings the mood down completely. Of course. Yeah. You know, probably why they lost there. So, no, I, I think it's just, it's a whatever. It's a throwaway tournament. It's a meaningless trophy for France. Who cares? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll wait till they get into actual other games, you know, World Cup kind of stuff, bigger tournaments, and then we'll see what happens. But, yeah, for now, I, don't panic anybody. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it's a bad big deal. I think, I think France, France they're just pretty much going to store store some more in that cup. Yeah, for, for for real. Come on. Yeah. Um, in other national team news, uh, the Gold Cup opponents have been announced for this year. It is Panama, uh, Martinique, and either Haiti or Nicaragua, based on a game they have coming up. Uh, which of those dynamite opponents uh, worries you the most for the United States? I, I'm always worried about Nicaragua because you never know what they're up to. It's true. That's it's a true. sneaky country. A lot of a lot of weird things going on in Nicaragua. Yeah. So I think Nicaraguan troops were part of the invasion of Red Dawn. So you know. Uh, you boom! Know. There you go. So if there we see parachutes, parachutes dropping in Colorado, let's be worried. We know. We know. Like, what's up. like 
don't play your first game in Colorado, U.S. team. Just don't do it because that's it, that's when it's going to go down right there. Yeah, and Patrick Swayze is not here to rescue us anymore. No, no, he is not. But I mean, come on, you don't you don't win that group and get out of it. Yeah, that that's when that's where you're in trouble. That is when you're in big trouble. You got to smoke when, uh, that. Yeah, that's when like you just find, see the video of uh, Jurgen Klinsmann just laughing, like ha, ha, yeah, ha, maniacally. Yeah, you as know? he pets his cat in his on his swivel chair. <laughs> uh, if you want to see the Gold Cup this year, your only chance really will be in the quarterfinal stage, which will be in Philadelphia. Uh, everything else is, I mean, if you want to be able to drive to the game, I should say, everything else is kind of far away between, I think, the nearest other than that is Cleveland. So, and who wants to go to Cleveland? You know, nobody, nobody, only nobody. one man, only one man went to Cleveland, and that's ex guest Zach Wassink. He's the only one. He wanders around the desolate streets by himself, like just. I think he hunts vampires, you know. He, he full might. Full Omega Man. Full Omega Man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to skip what I have next and save that for last because I'm sure we have plenty to say about that. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, but the uh, the annual MLS ESPN Anonymous Player Survey came, survey came out. And some, uh, some notes that I found interesting that 79% are unhappy with the pay structure. Uh, 49%, which was the highest vote getter, uh, say refereeing has gotten better in the past year. Uh, take that, I Pico. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and then some Red Bull slash former Red Bull news. Uh, Filippo is voted the second most likely to cross the line player. And Dax and both both former Red Bulls, Dax McCarty and Eric Alexander, um, were voted most underrated with Dax being the one who topped that list. Uh, now, Any thoughts on the anonymous survey? Yeah, when we say Felipe is crossing the line, are they saying crossing the line if there's a strike or crossing the line of that campaign that uh, MLS has been pushing for the last couple of years? Because I don't think he's doing that one. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just he'd be a strike breaker. He totally would. He'd run through. He'd cross picket lines. That bastard. And that as, bastard. as we saw, he might um, accidentally uh, trip a guy from behind, you yeah. know, as he's crossing that line. It could happen. <laughs> He does that sometimes, you know. We still yeah. you, Felipe. <laughs> and listen, uh, you know, they're unhappy with the pay structure. You just had collective bargaining. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think you're going to hear that every single time in every sports league ever that they're never satisfied. But mm. good grief, you, you had the CBA and you basically caved on most of it. So I don't know whose fault is that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying I know they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a big leg to stand on, but mm-hmm. come on, man. They did have the strongest bargaining they position, the strongest they've, ever bargaining position they've ever had. They, right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I guess the final point, which, uh, you know, it means dumping on our favorite, doing our favorite thing on the show, which is dumping on the team across the river, NYCFC. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what we're going to talk about. I wonder. Uh, I don't hmm. know. I mean, I heard. I mean, you know what? I heard absolutely nothing happened in Orlando. Did you hear if anything happened? I didn't no, hear. as far as I know, Smurf fans are always uh, very considerate everywhere they go. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't cause trouble. They don't steal things. They don't break things. They don't fight with anybody. So unless you know something, I don't. Officers. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, there is that, a news. That happened? There, isn't there? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like. Looks like Smurf fans once again went on the road, caused some uh, issues, uh, ripping out a seat. We saw them do that in Red Bull Arena. 
Um, and then after the game, getting into a fight with the police, and then uh, with, which one, with one of them getting arrested. And I think he's still in Orlando as we speak. Uh, so, what? Uh, take the floor. What do you want to say about this? Yeah, they they strike again as as complete idiots. Uh, I don't know what. First of all, I don't know what you're doing trying to walk out with a broken seat again. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's it's so stupid. Uh, in my recollection, I don't remember fans ever really doing that. I think I saw a fan walk out with a piece of concrete from RFK because it had broken and fallen down. Uh, but they certainly didn't put their fists through a concrete and then take it home with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so stupid and ridiculous. And especially doing it to a brand new stadium that the league is happy about, certainly the team's happy about. Uh, it was probably one of the most hyped up things for MLS weekend. Honestly, you had two brand new teams and the stadium opening was like the biggest thing happening. So yeah. disgusting. Uh, also, there's a story of a NYCFC fan stealing an iPad from an Orlando fan. And awesome. we know this because it vanished and he started tracking it and it somehow tracked itself back to New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Because I don't think they understood what, how technology works. <laughs> so, I mean, again, that's two in-stadium moments that are super classy. Yeah. And then they get into a fight with police and they can say whatever they want of who started it. I don't care. There's no reason to start anything. I am a yeah. normal, regular human being. If some opposite fan is talking trash in my face, I don't feel the need to get in their face and instigate anything. I can easily walk away, easily walk over to security or police and say something. It's really not that hard. No one cares if you're a tough guy or not. It doesn't matter. It's completely stupid. I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous that this is the shit that happens outside these games. Yeah. And my favorite part was third rail, sending oh, yeah. to the league in Orlando, taking absolutely no responsibility and saying, oh, because you didn't have enough security guards and because you didn't put a row between us and the Orlando fans, this is what happened. Really? You're not adults. You can't behave yourselves. Yeah. Because there's not a cop outside my house right now. Guess what? Because there's not a cop, it doesn't mean I'm going to go outside right now and just start smashing cars because, ah, there's nobody watching. I mean, seriously, I don't do that because I'm an adult. I'm an adult who knows how to behave themselves. And it's like, if this was the first time, fine. But we've seen this happen. I think what it happened in Columbus, right? With the NYC, it's happened with us plenty of times. Yep. Um, now it's happening in Orlando. I mean, it's kind of like I think these idiots they watch Green Street Hooligans and they think that's what you're supposed. To, that's how you're supposed to be a soccer fan. And it's like, no, in the United States, we very much don't want a part of that. And, and like this idea that because there weren't security guys in the line, uh, this doesn't happen at other. I mean, yes, minor fights do break out here and there at other sporting events. But it doesn't happen with the frequency that is happening with these fan base. It's just, it's driving me up the wall. And it's like, I, you know what? In the end, I'm just glad they're not us. You know, I'm glad it's it's them. It's not us doing this. It's very frustrating. And, you know, at some point, I mean, I think the MLS has got to start leveling. I mean, they already had, they did levy sanctions against them a few years ago. They got to do it again. It's quite yeah. simple. It's just got to, you got to send a message. And if that means banning their quarter section altogether, so be it. Because they've, they've got to learn this is not how you behave when you visit opposing stadiums. Yeah. And, you know, the 
the few road trips that I've been on, because I haven't been to uh, as many as so many Red Bulls fans have. But honestly, I've been to I've been to RFK. You know, I've been to Philly, been to New England. Uh, it's usually, <laughs> I, I, it's never been us that really instigated any issues because most fans, uh, Red Bulls fans that travel, 80, 85% of them behave themselves. Mm-hmm. You, I, I mean, very, very few incidents. Uh, I've been to Philly a couple times and mm-hmm. the Philly fans are on our left and right at a couple of those games they're on both sides yeah mm-hmm. and we've never thrown things at them that i mean that i can personally remember that i ever see actually happening no we show up you're there you might talk trash i mean who doesn't talk trash but that's as far as it gets uh new england you know well they keep everyone as far away as possible which is easy when you're in a eighty thousand seat stadium and there's only fifteen thousand there and you're on one side and the the rest fans are on the other and even DC uh, in 2006, the first ever Red Bulls game, a Red Bull game, when we traveled to DC, we were all right in the middle of those DC fans. And there was definitely some trash talking and there was some instigating by a few DC fans. But inside that stadium, that's all that really happened. Yeah. That's it. There was no seat breaking, there was nothing else. And then DC, DC fans started shit after the game while Red Bulls fans were just trying to leave. They didn't instigate. DC fans were looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. So my point is just being you can behave yourselves. You can conduct yourselves as normal human beings, normal supporters going to a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've proven it time and time again, and I know we're not the only fan base that can prove that time and time again. Honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a couple teams in this league and I, will, I won't mention the other supporters groups that like to cause trouble. Uh, they probably don't even listen to this podcast. I'm sure they don't. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a few groups in the league that they think this is, this is what you're supposed to do. And unfortunately for the Smurf fans, this is how they're starting to look everywhere they go. Yep. And it's not, it's not all of them. It's not a majority. It's certainly a minority. But they're kind of speaking for everybody there when they do this kind of shit. Yep. And then they want the apologies. They didn't apologize for how their own fans acted, whether they were third rail members or not. Mm-hmm. But blame everybody else, you know. Give me a break. Exactly. Yeah, I also forgot about the Open Cup. Uh, or get the Cosmos when they kind of like, like uh, there you go, ambush people as well. Yeah. So classless. Yeah, it's uh, get your hearts in order. Like, I mean, sending sending that letter out is possibly one of the most tone deaf things. I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's and, frustrating. And you know, what's embarrassing too, is that they were brought into this league with such fanfare that they were New York's mm-hmm. team. They're being handed the keys to the league. Yeah. It's like the darling of the league. Mm-hmm. They're just doing such a, they're just doing such a great job tarnishing it completely. Of course. Of course. <sighs> Good old, good old blue team. So. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that first game at Red Bull Arena. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how many I get to show up. Yeah, we'll see how many seats Red Bull Arena still has afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything uh, you want to share in the dumping ground? Yeah, we got tweets. We got tweets. See, I put out a last-minute tweet, tweets. and we got some. So. Yeah. So uh, 
I, honestly, I just posted that uh, for people to just send us their terrible thoughts. And here's probably the worst thought I've ever heard. This is the worst thing I think everyone has ever tweeted us. Um, at Royal Teacher, he says, bacon is not the best thing in the world. What, what's, is he sick in the head? Uh, we might have to ban him from the show. Yeah. Forever banned. Uh, that, that's like breaking a seat, saying something like that. How dare you. Bacon is delicious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, sick. Uh, we also got a tweet from uh, AlexJS85. Mm -hmm. So we could talk about this because this, this is my idea of early season panic. And that is that we should get rid of Arone ASAP and drop this 4 2 2 2 nonsense. It, it's one game into the MLS season. And they did score two goals, even if one was an own goal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think it's. Uh, so far it's working, you know, I mean, if they go into a death spiral like they did last year and then maybe we can talk. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so far it's not exactly problematic for sure. Yep. Yeah. And as for Verone, again, I'll say it yet again, turf. I think it was just turf issues. Now, if he comes back and he gets hurt again, well, that's a clear sign, but yeah, those fields suck and they lead to injuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. You, I would love if we at some point could just go to all grass fields in in MLS, but you know, that's not going to happen for some of these teams, unfortunately. No, no. So, I don't know. What what can you do? Yeah. Uh, I, I got one more idea. final. Oh, go ahead, please. I was, I was just going to say the other the other things that we got tweeted. We can't really share because they're all just gifts about it being really cold. Yeah, it's going to be really cold. It's going to be really, really cold. <laughs> We have three gifts of it's going to be freezing this, uh, which say it's going to be freezing this uh, Saturday. <laughs> I think that's what everyone should tweet us now when this episode comes out. Tweet us your best cold gifts. There you go. Like cold, like description calls. We already had, I think we got the, uh, did we, oh no, we got the Planes, Chains, and Automobiles one. We did not get the Jack Nicholson and the Shining one yet. No. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, we didn't get that. I, thought, one. I thought for sure that was coming. We got one of them plowing at the Denver snow game from uh, four years ago. And uh, we just got cool runnings where it says, I'm not smoking, I'm breathing. <laughs> and they arrived in, for the Olympics. <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah. The last thing I was going to mention, and there's a video of this on the Red Bulls YouTube page, is that uh, I got to go to their special little Adidas VIP meet and greet thing in the city. And uh, that was, it was pretty badass. I've never had such fancy hors d'oeuvres in my life. They had real tiny sandwiches and these squares and all the players were there. Uh, I was able to get every player's autograph, which is pretty cool. Something I don't think I've ever done before. Uh, so big props to the Red Bulls team that they had this cool little event. They had a Q&A with the coach and Jesse and Davis and Ryan Mira answered some questions. So you got to ask them whatever you wanted to. And of course, someone brought up Dax McCarty because some people have no... <laughs> I don't know uh, skills to talk to a coach and not know not when to bring up things. Why did you um, trade Dax McCarty? Oh, uh, thank God that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was it was a really really fun event, and uh, those are the things that I love this team. You don't get to see a lot of uh, local teams do something like that. So hats off to the Red Bulls. I did not buy the new jersey because it was ninety five dollars, and I was not driving hundred dollars on a new shirt. I got a shirt. You're an idiot. No. 
Uh, sorry, yeah. everybody who's already sorry for everybody who forked that money over. I just called you. Yeah. My bad. But, listen, once the price drops, I'll get that shirt. I love it. And it looks cool on the field when you see the players actually wearing it. So yeah. it's I just not $95 cool. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's available on fanatics.com yet where I have a coupon. Yeah, I'll figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to spend my coupon, yo. Tweet right, us your coupons. Yeah, yeah, tweet us your coupons, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, so I guess for now we can probably wrap this up, huh? Uh, sure. You, yeah, why not? Uh, so you can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can, um, sponsor us on patreon.com uh, slash red bull rant, which we have a sponsor uh, at the moment. Uh, more things we can offer. Uh, for money is if you give us a dollar and say you want us to say something nice about something, uh, we can do that. Um, so, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you can email us at rebelrant at gmail.com. Call us at 973-348-5329. Uh, you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelrant. Uh, Twitter, rebelrant. Jay is at Dr. Stooge. I'm at PMACDA2. And Truman is at The Truman. You can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, last words before we get out of here. Yeah, I should have grown a gigantic beard before Saturday, but it's not going to happen. But speaking of Saturday, I will be there. Pat, you may be there. It sounds, it sounds like I'll be there. <laughs> So all I got to say is win. That's right. Uh, Red Bulls win this week. And thank you, Will. W yeah. 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 <laughs> On the Twitter. <laughs> so Follow through. You did. So this is episode 213 of the Red Bull Ran. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pat McDonald. And as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates.